0: to not good enough an inadequate response to inadequate responses
1: I'm Mitch Alexander I'm Tom Lang and I'm Isaac in front of the mic once.
2: The fellas are in town time <laughs> to talk about cryptocurrencies.
1: <laughs> I always I always forget that every
0: episode could be someone's first so if this is your first mm. not good enough, Welcome. Thank you for uh, for joining us and checking out our little podcast. Um, we have another member, uh, another host uh, called Evie, and she's not here this week. And she's the bully and the jock of the podcast. And so if you're after a sports heavy episode, <laughs> tune in when she's on. <laughs> but otherwise, <laughs> please report her for bullying in the workplace.
2: We also have McLean, but he, he fills the same niche as the rest of us being a bloody little nerd.
1: <laughs> so. poor, poor Mitch is fresh from a whole week. Kind of playing D&D so. Shut
0: up uh-huh. I was gonna- <laughs> See I was going to just say I'm in a If anyone's wondering about my voice I'm in a metal band And I do a lot of screaming uh-huh. Also I've got a sore throat this week And I was just going to leave that up in the air But yeah no Also I was- I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons Until 3am for the last two nights So I am feeling rough and weird it <laughs> <So, laughs> I feel like a member of the WA Liberal Party mm. Okay, yeah.
2: <laughs> Insert Sting
0: I just want to give a big shout out to the Western Australian Labor Party for founding a new kingdom and winning an election uh, against an opposition party whose entire campaign was, we're going to lose.
1: (laughs) And
2: it it worked.
0: Mm. Yeah, it turns out.
2: (laughs) Finally, a liberal party that sticks to their promises. (laughs) So, if you
0: uh, hadn't missed it, the country of Western Australia had an election uh, weekend just gone when you're listening to this. When there's a tragedy or a a national or statewide issue, usually the incumbents, the people that are already there, win a lot of votes again because people just seem to like a sense of security. Mm. And what we've seen with COVID is that, holy shit, that's just been ratcheted up a hundred times over. Unless it
1: is horrifically mishandled. That's the well. That means yeah. <laughs> which which I don't think the 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 WA Labor Party managed to managed to keep things in track on track. So yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um, and things
0: were looking so good for the um for the Labor Party that the uh, Liberal Party's leader Zach Kirkup, who is like I don't know twenty two or something, He's a young young dude, little baby. Um. Yeah, little, little baby boy running the Liberal Party, um, came out like a fortnight <laughs> ago just being like, look, this is going to be a big loss for us, but we're going we're, we're gonna to make sure we hold Labor to power. So vote for mm. us just to make sure the other party don't get too big a win. And the entire state went, well, if you don't fucking believe in yourself, why am I going to vote for you? And they mm. have had a fucking Wipe out. Mm. It is so. At the time of recording, I'm recording this at 3:30 uh, p.m. on the 14th of March, and there's still some uncalled seats. So I don't know. Maybe the Liberal Party will come back from a defeat and win. <laughs> there's no way um, to win the election in WA. A party needs 30 seats. At the time of recording, the Labor Party have 49 with a suspected 52, and the Liberal Party have two.
2: So they can just they can just do whatever the fuck they want. Oh, and probably already have been. <laughs>
0: it's it's such a massive it's such a massive blowout that the Liberal Party in WA are no longer officially the opposition party. That's Lord, the nationals. Lord. With four seats at the uh, time of recording. Oh my god. <laughs> it's 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 ridiculous. It's massive.
2: Um now I don't know the first thing about Western Australian politics. Um but I'm gonna speculate anyway. <laughs> uh, because what, what is the Liberal Party, like the whole point of being the Opposition Party about, about being a, a different option that people might vote for is you've got to offer something different that people want. And from what I understand, the Western Australian Labor Party, Western Australia is, it, it's a different country hmm. this huge, vastly like, you know empty except for a shitload of mineral deposits very little population it
1: is the size of a country yeah
2: it's the size of a continent Mm -hmm. um okay maybe not it's big (laughs) um the labor government there is already quite like pro-business pro-mining not great about the environment not great about like indigenous people uh, pretty isolationist um what does the liberal party have to offer there i wonder if you're a western australian person Call in and tell me what I'm wrong
0: about here. <laughs> call in if you're a Western Australia liberal supporting
1: listener of not good enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. Give us a call and let us know. I mean, the, 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 the Labor Party basically won on a on a platform of keeping WA's borders shut basically yeah. forever. Yeah, uh, yeah. and, and uh, you know now now they're now they're talking about keeping keeping border restrictions in place even after COVID. Uh, so that uh they can stock stop drug importation. <laughs> Which is that's wild. That's <laughs> like Miami's in the seventies level of like fear
0: mongering. Mm, yeah. Like that I mean that that is crazy because we've seen, you know, left wing governments very slowly sort of like get outplayed on progressive policies by populist governments everywhere. Mm. But we're also watching them just lean heavily into some pretty conservative policies. And yeah, oh, like yeah. I can't remember when it was, but a little while ago when the, the Labor Party leader came out and was just like, hey, what if we just kept borders shut forever? And the WA people are like, yeah, fuck them.
2: I mean, they've been <laughs> wanting that for decades. That's, yeah. the, that's the state that's always like, should we just fucking secede? And the rest of yeah. Australia is like, I don't know. It's your call. We don't care.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they are convinced that they've they've kept uh, Australia profitable throughout the, the global financial crisis. They're, they're always claiming the uh, the- The mining, the mining income is, is the only reason why Australia got through the, the GFC. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. I know that when I'm, when I'm working in my Melbourne jobs, you know, buying my lattes and whatnot, I'm like, thank fuck for all that mining income. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, the main thing I want to call out about this, um, this horrible, horrible defeat for the Liberal Party, because it makes me feel so good, is, um, Zach Kirkup, the leader, was, it's just such a weird millennial fail, son, to be running a, a party. Um, He's the guy you might have heard of a little while ago who was touted as like the the new Liberal Party firebrand. Ooh, could he be the future Prime Minister? Well, he used to have business cards that he, would, that he would give to people in person so they would look at the card and then look at his real human face. And the business card on it said, future Prime Minister. And it wasn't even a joke. He was just like, I'm that confident. <laughs> I mean, if you look at the current
2: Prime Minister, it doesn't take much. We're no. <laughs> not setting a particularly uh, pretty, high standard.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure this guy used to idolise John Howard. He was one of those <sighs> weird guys. Mm. But, um,
2: <laughs> what is yeah, he, like 20-something?
0: He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's in his 30s. Who cares? It's funny. It's okay. just this fucking... He's also said, like, yeah, he, he's one of the um, only Liberal leaders to lose their seat in an election. And he's already mm. announced he's leaving politics. Mm. And, like, I... Almost feel bad for the guy because he was clearly thrown out as the, thrown out in front of the public as the leader of the party, as a sacrificial lamb, Mm. like Mm. the established WA liberal members and, and behind the scenes runners. They didn't want to have their positions. McLean's iron law of institutions. They didn't want their positions threatened inside the party, regardless of how poorly the party does. So they throw out this new fun guy, like finger gunning uh-huh. all over town, being like, I'm gonna lose this one. Hey. And then he did and then they're just like, you really fucked that up. And he's like, yeah, I did. Yeah. And he's uh, out already. What <laughs> a fucking the loser. Uh, Anyway, it fills me with joy, but hopefully this astounding victory by the Labor Party and the subsequent four years of being absolute dog shit on human rights and climate change will Mm. let everyone in all the other fucking states realize that the fucking Labor Party are no fucking good at this. Yeah,
2: like we joke a lot, but we do want to make it clear we don't actually feel sorry for anybody in the Liberals. to the rest of the country the country Uh, that matters (laughs) the the other (laughs) half of australia where things happen we're so hard on western australia i really have nothing against them i'm sure a lot of you are lovely yeah i'm i'm sorry that you have to live in western australia no i did it again sorry
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is supposed to be about the federal government paying (laughs) consulting fees and you're just going back to put the boot into (laughs) double
2: I'm
1: going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. We'll be nice.
2: I'm going to get to it. Let let me do it. Let me do it. So, uh, the latest in the gas-led recovery heavy air quotes and SpongeBob capitals, um, (laughs) the federal government, it has turned out, uh, is paying millions of dollars, $9 million in consulting fees to a private consulting firm from America for advice on how to best subsidize gas companies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: I'm going to repeat that because you might have misheard me because it's so fucking dumb. The federal government is paying millions of dollars in private... to. To private consulting firms to <laughs> figure out how to best give money to private <laughs> gas companies.
1: To Ameri- an American private consulting firm.
2: It is. Now, they, they're probably paying for multiples, <laughs> yeah, but this, that's, this $9 that's million... The dollars that, that's the outrage.
1: That's the bit that I don't get. I mean, I, I would assume that Australians uh, would be the best in the world at, at finding <laughs> ways to, to throw money into <laughs> the gas industry. <laughs> mm. This...
2: This... This... Uh, this company that they gave nine million dollars to is the boston consulting group who's one of the big three and i think it's just like oh you're a big consulting group you know how to do grifts really well can you help us grift and they're (laughs) like sure we'll what do you want a country overthrown or something where you guys um and they went no no no. we just want to waste a shitload of taxpayer money and they went sweet um now there are australian grifting companies they don't grift (laughs) at quite the (laughs) same level
1: but we punch above our weight
2: (laughs) we do we do punch about our weight uh, above our weight but you know when it comes to like national level grifts the americans are pretty fucking good mm. um but here's the thing okay I'm, I'm not even going to go into why this is a dumb waste of money cuz it's obvious we've talked about the gas the fucking gas industry bullshit so much in the past um we'll put a link to an episode where we've covered it a, a, in a bit more detail but needless to say the gas industry employs like, a minuscule proportion of the Australian population. It's the worst industry to subsidise if you want to make jobs. It's destroying the environment. It's dumb as hell. The government loves it. We don't know why, but they are going gung-ho for gas. But here's the thing. Even if you want to subsidise the gas industry, you want to figure out where to put money, you want to figure out how to force the gas industry to exploit gas that they don't even particularly want to exploit gas, which, again, boggles <laughs> my mind.
1: Ha,
2: <laughs> We already have a thing for that. We have the AEMO, the Australian Energy Market Operator. That's the sort of semi-governmental industry body that runs the gas market and does all the research that knows everything about the Australian gas market because it's their thing. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: No one knows more about the (laughs) Australian gas industry than the fucking group that run it. If you want to give money to something, give it to them. But... You can't do that because they're a semi-governmental thing. They've got a little bit more transparency. Um, I don't know. It's a fucking grift and it pisses me (laughs) off. It's insane that they can just drop 9 mil on this for nothing.
0: Hmm. Do you think it's going to be one of those things where like the uh, AEMO or whatever it's called would like... Because we keep seeing these reports coming out yeah. where they just go, yeah, no, gas, the bottom's falling out of gas and fossil fuel, don't worry yeah. about it. So when they go through the Australian energy market operator, there's a bit more transparency. Oh, and yeah. We'll find out sooner that they say that. Whereas when they go through an American company, it's a private firm, Josh Frydenberg can be like, oh, there's confidentiality clauses, mm-hmm. we can't reveal it. It's it's, it's financially sensitive information to get the exact same information back, but to look like they're doing s- stuff 100%
2: I mm. think because this is money going directly from like Angus Taylor's office or whatever to this American consulting company if you went through the AMO which is that's the standard route there are checks and balances there's accounting the AMO has reports for this kind of thing and they will give you like sensible uh information which is not what the government wants we don't want sensible information we want how can I slip you a few mil
1: to blow something up mm. <laughs> And I assume I assume they, they also employ experts who who actually know how to yeah. run the energy yeah. industry, which uh, I don't think Angus Taylor is that interested in.
2: Exactly. And they employ public servants. Um, and no one in the in the Australian government is, like, <laughs> gagging for a job with their emu, because it's just a different part of the Australian government. You're on the same pension. They fucking want a job with the Boston Consulting <laughs> Group. Mm-hmm. Well, this
0: is what I was going to say. Angus Taylor and, like, a lot of them have these, like, uh, the British or American university connections, or like, mm. old rowing club mates and blah, blah, blah. I I'm wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to get libelous here. But, like, it's just <laughs> filling the pockets of Angus Taylor's, like, friends that aren't in the Australian government at the moment. But, it, it, like, I, I think we need to just sort of... We need to do two things at once. Australians need to accept that we are absolutely not globally important. Mm. Um, but also, uh, the Australian government, especially the Liberal government, is very much embedded with international monetary interests. And, like, Angus Taylor has all these connections to all these other financial firms and consultancy groups and all the rest of that shit internationally. And so when you see stuff like this, it's like, like, it's it, the consulting fees for advice on how to subsidize private gas companies. But Angus Taylor was the one that wrote the fucking roadmap, apparently, talking about how they're going to do it. Mm. So this idea of, like, well, I need, I need to pay a consultant to tell me how best I could do that... Mm. Surely isn't a part of the like the ongoing process of doing. It. Like, if it's that self-evident of why it should be done, then it needs to already have been done, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or like, or, or the gas industries. This is, this is this is the point. Is it the gas industries? Would be coming to the government, going, "Here's our proposal." But the proposal from the gas industry is, "Please stop subsidising us <laughs> when when there's no future here. We want to get out of gas." Yeah. And so these consulting fees are just like, "Look, how do we continue to give money to people that don't want it?" <laughs> Which is fucking insane.
2: It's it's absolutely like, how do I continue to pump blood into Rupert Murdoch's ailing body? Like he he, he can't take any more blood. Let him die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um and and this is the thing whenever they have consultants in these review groups and whatever they're always from fucking private companies and stuff like that they never go to your the people that you already employ or people in mm. like the CSIRO or in the AEMO or whatever because they have more accountability they have less business interest no, the whole thing lame. the whole thing no. is a way to shovel taxpayer money into private companies. Yeah, so but the fast.
0: Pro- but the private sector does things more efficiently.
2: <laughs> 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 Mate,
0: <laughs> speaking of the private sector,
2: all right, the Yalorn. <laughs> The Yalon <laughs> coal power station in Victoria. I've lost it this
0: weekend. I'm, fu- I'm just, I'm ethered at the moment. <laughs> I cannot believe that this is reality. All of this is fucking insane.
2: Now, this, this, well, this story uh, actually isn't insane. This story is a sensible thing. This is kind <laughs> of business as usual. Um, Victoria runs on brown coal mostly. Um, and, and that's mostly done in the Latrobe Valley uh, with these fucking 50 plus year old coal power plants which are literally some of the most polluting in the world victorian brown coal power is not only some of the most polluting electricity in the world and if it's beaten by anything it would not be by much because Mm. it is as far as i'm aware unless you're doing it on purpose it's impossible to find a power source that's more polluting than brown coal (laughs) Um,
1: oh, cool. I'm sure Angus Taylor can find a way <laughs> that's, that's what those consultants are for <laughs> It's
2: just the worst <laughs> It's just the worst fossil fuel It is just the worst um, There is no fossil fuel that is worse than brown coal In terms of energy density And pollution and shit like that um, Anyway That aside, they're planning to shut down The Alon coal power station uh, in 2028 Which is a little earlier than they planned But it's 50 fucking years old uh, it's super polluting. It's financially no good. It loses money. It's broken down 50 times in the last three years. <laughs> that seems uh, like a lot. It so, is. A so, lot. Sorry, 50 times <laughs> in the last three years. <laughs> this thing is a clunker. That, um, that's, no, that's not
0: breaking down That's just not functioning for the last three years If my bicycle broke 50 times in the last three years I've just got a shit bike
2: Yuck. Yeah, but your bicycle doesn't provide 20% of Australia's power <laughs> uh, Sorry, not Australia, Victoria's power uh,
0: um, n- If I connected it to the grid It seems like it'd probably It'd at least be more reliable than this fucking power plant
2: Maybe 50 times in three years Well, the thing with anyway. coal power plants is they don't like the heat um <laughs> they're
1: a power plant! <laughs> well, they shouldn't have put a fire inside them then. That's the problem.
2: So so they, they do have some pretty good plans in place because this is this is, you know, 2028 is a long way away. Energy Australia is like, yeah, we're gonna replace it with some big batteries, we'll replace it with other stuff. There's enough uptake of renewables and stuff that That's by cool. 2028 we're not gonna miss it. Um It is a bit worrying for the workers who work there, the 500 workers who only have about seven years to to find a better job.
0: This this is the hope. I just want to sit on that for a little bit because this is what we're looking at. Like, you know, it's come forward by four years to 2028. Mm -hmm. That's seven years to prepare them for better jobs. Mm -hmm. This is where the government and these like coal plants and the energy providers and all that have a good opportunity to set them up specifically for a transition for seven years. If you know what's going in that site, if you know what else needs to be done around the country, Mm -hmm. you have plenty of time to make sure every single one of those workers is in probably a better paying job given how the market's going at yeah. the end of this. That's the that's the that's the hope and that's the promise of like you know what the Americans call the green new deal and that sort of stuff.
2: Yeah. And that should absolutely be doable. It's only 500 workers. Um the the rest of the, the tricky thing is a lot of these coal power plants all of the other ones as well absolutely the writing is on the wall and this whole region um, has found itself built around coal power a little bit, which is mm. not fun for the people who live there because it's a very, you know, that's a dangerous region to be in for your health. Um, but it's also a dangerous region to be in for your job. And so there is, there really needs to be, um, really good assistance for helping everyone in that region survive an economic transition to other things. And it's really on the government. And the power companies to be to have an obligation to do that,
1: and I think that's that's a real problem for for rural areas like this. So this is like in mm. the in, in Gippsland, which is where where I grew up, which is like yeah the, okay. a, a, a real rural area um, in in Victoria. And there's you know there's, like it's there's there's cow farms and uh, timber and the the coal power factories and uh, yeah, power plants, yeah. and that and that's that's kind of it for jobs. Yeah. yeah.
2: And the government talks a big talk and the companies talk a big talk about how oh, it's oh, it's a backbone of the Australian economy and they're true hardworking Aussies and they're so important. But then as soon as those businesses kind of fail, and they're usually private companies, if if the winds of the economy move somewhere and dump thousands of families on their asses, there's no help to be found for these backbones of the Australian economy.
0: Hmm. Also, I just thought then, it was just like, I, I fucking hate that. I mean, for a lot of reasons, but just thinking mm. now of that, like these workers are the backbone of Australia, and these, you know, they're the, they're, mm-hmm. the, they're keeping the the economy afloat. It's like, well, then help them continue to do that. Mm. Like they don't they, they deliberately transition the narrative away from the work that's being done to the workers doing it because it's mm. more human. And if you're against coal, then you're against these workers. It's like, no, I'm not. There's nothing. They're, those they're not tied, or they haven't grown into the coal face. Like they can they can work fucking anywhere. If they're the best workers we have, mm. let's get them into any other industry because the ass is falling out of the fossil fuel industry. Yeah. But it's it's that jingoistic on it's that it's that properly bullshit narrative about all well, the people. You got to be for people. You can't leave people behind. It's not my fucking job, mate. That's yours. You're in government. Yeah. We're worried about the work being done by those really good people.
2: And no matter how much you prop up a company, that's still not propping up the workers, because at any point those workers yeah. could be out of that company, and then they're no longer workers, then they're bludgers, and oh, we don't want them.
1: But prepare yourself for for Angus Taylor making the shocked Pikachu face when, <laughs> when this when this does close, <laughs> and and those workers are out of a out of a job, suddenly being shocked.
0: Angus Taylor, seven years from now, being like, "There's no, there was no way of knowing." Yeah,
1: they absolutely, absolutely didn't
2: know. Oh, this is disgraceful! It's because of the Greens. Um, <laughs> He has said, uh, and this is quite through gritted teeth, I can only imagine, Uh, the government understands Energy Australia has made a commercial decision and the plan's closure (laughs) will bring... Reliability and affordability concerns. Uh, So he's like, not happy that we're going to be burning less coal. Not a fan of this.
1: That's a bit ironic, given Yulon's uh, reliability over the last three years. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, I didn't even put that together. But this super old power plant that has broken down 50 times in the last three years. It being shut down is going to bring up reliability and affordability concerns. (laughs) Fuck off, Angus Taylor, you gronk. Someone's forgotten to
2: tell Angus that we have moved past coal in the last 50 (sighs) years. Um, Fuck me, Dad. An important point of comparison here is the Hazelwood coal power plant, which shut Mm. down. That was only a couple of years ago, um, but it shut down with a bang. They had just Mm. six months notice. And so that was actually pretty shit. And that's because just... I mean, you have, you have all the environmentalists and the Greens and everybody saying, hey, we need to shut Hazelwood. We've been yelling this for 20 years. You need to shut it with a good transition for the workers. And they went, no, 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 we're not going to shut it. We need it. The workers are going to be here forever. And then when they finally went, oh, fuck, no, this thing's garbage. We've got <laughs> no choice but to shut it down for financial and, and everything reasons. Bang, it's shut. And hmm. the workers are on their butts. And so they really quickly had to scramble to do something about that. Um, and, and I read earlier today that they set up a $260 million fund to help the area deal with that loss of 750 jobs, which is weird because that's like $300,000 per job. Um, now I don't know how much of that fund has been given out and I, it, that isn't just for those workers. That is for the whole area to recover, but it's interesting that this is the, this is like some idea of the economic black hole that gets left behind Mm. and the way that we're having to support that through our taxes when this is a private company um and these companies always have obligations to clean up after themselves but often they don't so we really find ourselves beholden to these private companies that fuck everything up and then disappear Anyway.
0: Oh, sorry. That was the state government that set up that fund. Yeah.
2: Oh, fuck
0: off with this. <laughs> this is fuck. You've talked about that before. I think it was gas companies in the States, especially, where they, they do a whole bunch of work and then they entirely fuck the landscape. And then instead of cleaning it up, they go, oh, we're now insolvent. We're going to mm-hmm. shut down. And then they just hand the cleanup bill to the fucking, uh, to the government in the area. This is absolutely, fu- so fuck me dead. I mean, and this is the thing. You could point to that and go, well, isn't that what you're talking about? These places have to shut down and we need to help these people transition into different uh, industries. We need to help these areas that only mm-hmm. exist because of the power plant. And this is the this is an example of doing the absolute bare minimum mm-hmm. to to, to to live up to that expectation as a government while well, this transition happens. Hmm. Just throwing money at an area or, or a system doesn't work in the right way. You need to set up a transition. This yeah. isn't just a fucking, like, a payout at the end of it. Well, thanks for all that. Here's, like, $260 million. I hope that supports you indefinitely. I don't know. Make some investments in the stock market. <laughs> Maybe build another coal plant here to get the economy going. Like, that's not how this system churns, do you mm. know what I mean? Like you, you need to have a, a transition into new jobs, new mm. industries, new economies in the area because otherwise that money just gets pissed away if there's, if there's nothing keeping the, the cycle going.
1: That's, it's like, that's this why is, there's, a, there's an opportunity with, with your lawn at least to, to yeah. like, you know, you've got you've got seven years to to set up a plan to actually mm. make a just transition for these workers and this and the people in this area. I think
0: that's, that's the good word as well. I think that's the, the word that like needs to be focused on a bit more is the just transition mm. yeah. because the the $266 million fund is not just, that is an afterthought. Yeah. Um, and it, like it, the the, the dollars Dollars per job is like okay, but what about the grandkids that will be in the area or not in the area? Like,
2: I think there's a lot of things here, um, and and it, it does get quite complicated because you're talking about the economics of an area. I think mostly it comes down to like we need to be planning this stuff enough in advance that companies can't leave us on the hook. Mm. I think it's yeah. it's things like because we're we're building bloody new gas wells and stuff as fast as we can, and I guarantee. That they've signed something on a contract that says, "Yeah, we'll clean up after themselves," but half the time they manage to walk away from that because yeah. they go, "Oh no, that company went bankrupt," or no, no. "Oh no, we 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 did our bit, but you know that other stuff that we've destroyed is not
1: our problem." They sell sell the well to another to another company, which promptly promptly. Uh goes belly up exactly and
2: then what they can do is they can charge the government to clean it up uh, again which which sometimes happens i think we need to be fucking charging like a bond where it's like (laughs) oh you want (laughs) to you want to be digging a giant polluting hole in the ground and screwing up this entire community all right well you're gonna have to pay the 500 million up front so you so we can use that to clean up after you've gone oh
0: but then we wouldn't be profitable (laughs) well that's telling
2: isn't it They're, everyone's been fucking talking about cryptocurrencies recently, and I don't want to have to talk about them, but I kind of will a little bit, just, just, just to let people know that they're <laughs> bullshit.
1: They fucking suck. Uh,
2: <laughs> it doesn't matter that you don't understand them because they're bullshit. Yeah. Like, it, uh, it, uh, <laughs> everyone's everyone's started talking about NFTs recently, which which stand for no fucking time, which is what I have for it.
0: <laughs> Actually, like, that's not what they stand for at all. <laughs> no. They stand for
2: non fungible tokens, but it doesn't matter because what they are are bitcoins <laughs> with a sticker on them.
1: <laughs> and we it, can't do invented, a segment. They've invented receipts.
2: <laughs> they've invented
0: receipts. And we cannot, no, sorry, we cannot do a segment where all you are doing is like giving the high level stuff and saying it doesn't matter. I'm not talking about it and spending the whole time talking about what you're not talking about. But please give a quick all right, all right, rundown right. on what right. NFTs are, why they're receipts, and why they're Fuck. bullshit. <laughs> I'm begging you. Especially because I've got about $40,000 invested in crypto at the moment. I want to know why that's bad.
2: (laughs) So cryptocurrencies, all mm, they mostly work the same way. All the big ones kind of work the same way. Correct me if I'm wrong, Isaac, because you're more tech than me. Mm -hmm. But they all are just like this little uh, chunk of information on your computer that proves that your computer has, has done this maths problem. And it's, like, a verifiable thing so that it's, like, you know that you own that chunk of maths problem and nobody else owns it. Um And you can sell it to someone else, but there's only ever one of that specific maths problem chunk. So you can use it kind of like money mm-hmm. Uh, because you can't just, like, copy and paste it like another like another file. And yep. so that means that Silicon Valley guys can can pass them around like money and pretend they're shares and, and be like, oh, I'll buy it for $100. And someone else is like, I'll buy it for $150. And it's all worthless because they're not real things. But that's fine. Neither is money. I wouldn't <laughs> mind so much. But the problem is that making and moving and exchanging and verifying these cryptocurrencies requires huge amounts of computer power.
1: Intentionally so.
2: Intentionally so. It's not like everything else we do in computers, which uses the minimum amount of computer power. Like storing a file or using your visa to send money over the internet, that all uses... The smallest amount of computer power possible because computer power uses energy and it's expensive. So if you can find... And people
1: hate waiting for things as well.
2: Yeah. If you can find a quicker, faster, cheaper way of storing a file, everyone will use that because now you don't need so many computers to store files in. Hmm. But with cryptocurrency... The way to make more bitcoins or whatever is to get a shitload of computers working as hard as possible using as most ele- as much electricity as they possibly can to make as many bitcoins as possible. It's a way to prove how many computers you can <laughs> have pumping at max capacity. And, and the, more, the, cr-
1: the more computers that are trying to do it, the harder it gets as well.
2: Exactly, because they get more and more valuable because you've solved easy computer puzzles. And mm-hmm. these puzzles are arbitrary. They're not like useful puzzles. They don't teach us anything about the world. They just t- talk about Bitcoin. Nobody's curing um, cancer. No, that's something else you can do with your computer, but it doesn't make you money. Um, so basically, cryptocurrencies are a receipt to show you how much energy you've wasted. And this this new thing people have invented, which is crypto art is where you just staple, uh,
1: staple JPEG to it.
2: Yeah. You staple an image onto your Bitcoin and you go, "Oh, it's a new thing. Now I'm exchanging this piece of art and, (laughs) and this is, and I'm the one that owns this art and nobody can copy it. And it's like, yeah, but I can copy the JPEG. (laughs) (laughs) Like I can't copy that one that says I own this, but I can just, it's like, it's like if you buy the Mona Lisa and a Mona Lisa comes with, with a certificate that says this is the real Mona Lisa. I can't steal the certificate, but I can still steal the Mona Lisa. <laughs> the certificate does nothing because the Bitcoin, the NFT, is not connected. It's not the only... You can still fucking copy the art. <laughs>
1: it's You just can't copy the, the receipt. One of the beautiful things about digital art is that you can copy it. Like, like, yeah. like. If, if, I, if I take your Mona Lisa, you've got a Mona yeah. Lisa and I've got a Mona Lisa.
2: And I go, but I've still got the receipt. And everyone goes, uh, I don't <laughs>
1: understand why that's important. Yeah.
2: So if anyone's like, oh, you can now sell your Twitter or sell this image. People are buying and selling images for lots of money. It'll make artists money. No, that's all bullshit. It's just fucking cryptocurrencies with a sticker on it. It's ruining the environment. Cryptocurrencies use more energy than Norway or Argentina to do fucking nothing. And they're useless and it makes me angry. And we're not going to talk about it.
0: But like, so, because this is the thing as well. Like, I mean, I want to talk maybe in a little bit about how weirdly cultish people are about fucking cryptos at the moment. But you hear a little bit about, oh, you know, they use a lot of power. Oh, but so does everything else. Uh." Mm -hmm. But cryptos are like genuinely, really fucking scarily bad.
1: Genuinely. Horrifying. So, so making, making one, one single Bitcoin transaction, uh, to, uh, eats up, uh, currently eats up, uh, 741 kilowatt hours. And that, that, that number will grow and grow as, as more people use, use cryptocurrencies as well. So it just becomes yeah. more and more expensive. And for compar- comparison, just like buying something on with a Visa transaction, just like, you know, from, from an online, online store yeah. or whatever you could uh make 700,000 visa transactions for that for that same amount of energy usage
0: jeez <laughs> <laughs> this is what i mean about going so, insane this week
1: so uh, like like if 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 you know like like the all all these all these these, these crypto weirdos on on twitter are like you know the, 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 it's it's going to change the world and and it, it definitely we will. It's yeah, gonna, it's going <laughs> to burn us to or crisp. But 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 if if they if they get their 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 weird wish and destroy destroy the uh the the existing the existing states and and live in their their libertarian <laughs> hellhole where they where they all want to live, then the um like like how ha- how how could anyone actually afford to uh to actually Make any online transactions when when uh yeah. when it's it's burning that much power for one single transaction like like there's it's it's just not gonna scale
0: that's the thing of like this idea that it's, you know, it's decentralized and, and, you know, and maybe it uses a lot of energy, but what if it just used renewable energy? There's nothing bad with that. Mm-hmm. But just that is absolutely mind-blowing. 100,000 Visa transactions is about 149 kilowatt hours. One Bitcoin transaction at the moment is 741. Mm. That is, there is no point in having a transactional system that requires so much money to sustain itself. How are you going to... Afford the energy to scale it to that because if you're going to make the transactions using Bitcoin, it's a it's a horrible Ouroboros.
1: Uh, yeah, it's insane. And the the, arg- the argument that, that you know if if it all uses clean energy, then it's fine. Just that that doesn't really hold it up as well because I mean the if if Bitcoin is using or cryptocurrencies are using that that you know using solar power, then that solar power isn't going to something useful. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's going to for me to buy a fucking JPEG of a Beeble artwork where <laughs> Donald Trump's head is photoshopped into Buzz Lightyear's body. <laughs> cool. That's
1: the okay. other thing is is this art fucking sucks, and <laughs> and, and the, the real world, the real world art market fucking sucks, and and the 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 entire idea of these these NFTs is to recreate that that real world art market digitally like the, the the real world art market is is a totally rigged system that's yeah designed to 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 benefit like 10 dudes it's and, for money laundering and a handful of it galleries is. and and is and is almost entirely a vehicle for money laundering And for tax avoidance.
2: You see newspaper articles
1: sometimes that are like,
2: oh, what? Someone sold this thing, which is half a fire extinguisher for $500,000. That's crazy. Maybe I should be an artist. No, 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 no. They don't give a shit about the art. This is rich people using art as a way to move money around. Kind of like shares. No one gives a fuck what share they're buying. They just buy this block that goes up or down and they want the block that goes up. They buy an artwork that someone else is like, ah, you bought that for 500000 Maybe I'll buy it for 600000 because then I'll sell it to someone else for 700000 and I'll make more money. And I don't mind that so much, even though it's rich people who should all be guillotined. Um, eh, that's not, yeah, all of them. Um, (laughs) I wouldn't mind that so much because moving art around doesn't require an energy expenditure the size of Norway. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I just, for me, for me, the big thing is the, yeah, this slavish, weird, cultish, um, reverie that happens around, um, cryptocurrency and the NFTs now, as well as if this isn't just like bare bones, normal, rampant speculation. Yeah. Hmm. This is just the. This is the exact same thing. We're now just in such a hyper quick society where, like, uh, stock prices can change because of memes, and then memes can now have a stock market yeah. value. But we're just caught in this, this situation where the you know the the democratization of the market has somewhat happened, but the market itself fundamentally hasn't changed. And so whenever you hear people talking about like, oh, it's it's helping decentralize from the you know fiat currency and the gold standard, now doesn't need to be a It is still just someone going, fuck, you value that, and so I also value that, Uh because if we both value it, then we can exchange it to a third party with with money and get things that we want. That's literally all this is. Bitcoins have no intrinsic value, which is fine because fucking heaps of things don't have intrinsic value. But please stop fucking atting me about how cool they are. I don't give a shit. You're a fucking weird nerd. Just go back to replying to Elon Musk and fucking I don't know, buying Dogecoin. Maybe that seems like it's fine because that's purely a fucking meme. Don't do any crypto. Them. Go and just invest in a green company. Like, just go invest in some solar panel development company somewhere and then just and share some just memes s- on Instagram. You'll get the same thing gun. from two different spots as opposed to putting them fucking together. You're killing the planet, you weird, sweaty, wet-lipped nerd. Go away. Or just join Elon Musk's volunteer Mars Space Force and just fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> That's such, that is such a good fuck
1: you to the people that love him the most. Go go die in a rocket.
2: (laughs) You know what, though? Out of all of the extremely weird shit that we say and all the people we go in on. This is the one that will get us drummed out of the internet. Uh, hey,
0: you know how at the end of the episode we always say please get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely do, not do, with crypto. Do not at me.
2: <laughs> we never want to talk about crypto again. Yeah. We never have and we never will.
0: <laughs> uh, we are going to get some messages over this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, look, I I would like to hear some stuff, I guess, but we're going to put a, a link in the show note and we are just going to send this to you if you talk to us about crypto. Uh, but Keaton Joshi is fucking, he's such a fucking good dude um and he has a huge deep well-researched and reasoned deep dive on this sort of stuff that we highly recommend everyone checking out
2: yeah send him your loose takes he he can
0: handle them send him your beevil jpegs
2: (laughs) (laughs) no poor keaton he gets enough loose takes he used to work in the wind power industry jesus that's loose
0: Here's some fun news that I found out this week when I was researching a totally different story, which just shattered my mind into a million tiny little pieces. Um, I I didn't realise this was even fucking possible. But essentially, if you're on welfare in this country, you need to seek permission from the government to move. Mm, That's- essentially now this isn't a like you know an actual nazi state where you need to get a letter (laughs) of approval to move but
2: (laughs) yeah fucking dutton gets his way (laughs) unless you want to go to western australia
0: but so here's the here's the thing if you're collecting welfare obviously you already have a whole bunch of um horrible oppressive uh obligations that you need to meet every fucking fortnight just to get oh uh, an amount of money which is less than the fucking poverty line and you have to jump through all these fucking hoops and you have to keep doing all these horrible fucking things and now i found out if you want to move to an area outside of where you currently live you have to check with the government on that area because if it's a low employment area you might lose your payments mm. if you move there <laughs> for 26 weeks
2: that's like that's like half a year right
0: It's absolutely fucking insane. I've just got the Australian Government Service's horrible fucking Gestapo website open right now. The The heading, moving to an area of lower employment prospects. If you move to an area with less jobs, a 26-week non-payment period may apply. Fuck you!
2: And so I'm assuming it's like, hopefully by the end of the 26 weeks, you'll be dead. <laughs> mm. Because I don't think you can survive 26 weeks with no money.
0: So, yeah, it's for people on Job Seeker, Youth Allowance or Special Benefits as a nominated visa holder.
2: Pretty much most of, if you're on a pension, maybe you're fine because they don't, care about old people not having jobs so much but that's like
1: most of the welfare so this is basically saying that if you're if you say move to live back with your parents Mm. or live with a loved one uh then they'd better be able to support you for that for that period if if you are unable to find a job no there are exceptions uh the exceptions
2: if you move back in with your parents um There are some some reasons you you might not have to die, and that is if you go to live with an immediate family member who's already there, if you Uh get youth allowance and you move in with your parents, that's if you get youth allowance, Um, if you're moving for, like, an extreme life-threatening situation or whatever, Um, but all of these are things that you have to, like, convince the government are okay and mean that you don't need to be cut off from money till you die.
1: Yeah. This
2: is
0: the the main one here that stands out to me is that it's um if you're moving to within 90 minutes travel of a major city, most major cities. And this is just like such a horrible prospect for someone who might want to move to anywhere in the country for any reason. Mm. If you have to collect welfare, we're just like, "Nah, fuck you. Absolutely not." Mm. Which is just It's fucking, it is, I I say this a lot, but it's fucking craven. It is ghoulish. It is this weird punitive measure that the government thinks is uh, like, this is being as charitable as I can be. Being as magnanimous as possible. Being as like caring as possible. We can't, I'm sorry, we just can't risk it. If you go there and there's no work, it's just going to make things worse. So unfortunately, you need to be able to go to a place that has a job or which is, look, we can't, we can't support you. But like,
2: there's not enough That's, jobs in the cities. This is the thing! <laughs> There's just more not enough jobs in the cities. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. It just it, it blew my mind. Um, I, I found this out because of a um, an article that was written this week where um, fuckhead Scott Morrison uh, decided to give yet another speech where he decided to just keep putting the boot into young people, talking about like, oh, you know, we're, 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 we're trying to get these people in- Jobs, And we're even offering people $6,000 to move to rural areas to take jobs. Mm-hmm. And they're still not doing it. And the economy's going to be hit hard. And there's, there's 54,000 jobs in rural towns across Australia that they're just not filling. But it's like there's also hundreds of thousands of unemployed people at the moment. Mm. And can we just for one fuck Just, a, just six months maybe. Just like oh, three months yeah. even. Can we just pretend... That the economy can be structured around helping people as opposed to helping number go up. Can we just just reevaluate everything and just pretend for three months that the problems that we face are uh, 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 human problems as opposed to economic problems, and then from that position try to use the economy to fix those fucking problems?
2: Like, it's just depressing. Um, there's there's one little bit here which I found. It's not even the worst bit. It's just silly. Uh. We'll let you know if you'll have to wait 26 weeks before you get a payment. And I love that they say wait, because no one's waiting 26 weeks for a payment. You're dying. Yeah,
0: we'll, we'll let you know if you need to turn to a life of crime.
2: We'll let you know if hmm. you'll have to wait 26 weeks before you get a payment when you either update your address or submit a new claim. So it's a hang on. <laughs> Fuck me! So, once you've updated your address, you're already there. They're like, oh, you moved to the country. Ooh. Bad, oh, bad there. Fuck. Oh, I don't boy.
0: want to laugh at you two doing that fucking duo, <laughs> co- duo comedy bit. That was good. But like, that is, the- again, I'm going to take every opportunity I can, but McLean's not here. The, the punishment is the point. The pain is <sighs> the point of this. That is, hmm. that is an evil system that at a moment's notice, the head of social services, I- it's probably still Stuart Robert, could just, could just change that. In an instance. They could they could give they could give someone twenty six weeks to find a job in a new area before they cut off payment. Even if you had to
2: have something like this in place. You could switch it around. Do you know what I mean? Like Hey, do you reckon any of them considered giving extra payments to people who moved to places with more jobs? <laughs> I hate <this>. Imagine. Imagine <laughs> if they did that. That'd be crazy. I think
0: Mm. I just imagine yeah, giving
2: I, giving people instead like more money for some things instead of less huh it simply can't
0: it's it simply can't be done. They did the numbers no i just i i i i just um i haven't been on welfare for uh the better part of a decade now, and i just i i can't imagine how fucking crushing and depressing it feels. When there's all these types of things. So, like, I found out about this, like, this week, to find it out. Uh, there's, there, is an, there is absolutely no chance that this hasn't affected someone out of the blue recently. Mm. Mm. Like, yeah. someone already on welfare, already by default struggling because they're not paid up to the poverty line. Finding out that because they had to move somewhere for a reason that the government doesn't find fucking acceptable... Mm. That they don't get enough money to live for 26 weeks. Mm. That is, that is, that, that hurts me. That hurts me in my stomach. Like, that is a, that's a crushing sensation to think of someone uh, like having to deal with that. And then, and this is, this is the other thing. We've had messages from people that work at Centrelink before about how fucking difficult it is. It was like, yeah, but imagine being the person at Centrelink that then has to tell that person mm. that. And then and then and then you know their hands are tied and can't do
2: anything and they have like- quotas so that if if they don't cut off enough people they lose you know their jobs or whatever
0: This is the thing, like, the Australian Unemployed Workers Union are fighting tooth and fucking nail to stop this exact type of shit, and this is why we need people, like, that work at Centrelink, will work for Serco, who now do the phones at Centrelink, to join their union to push against this shit together, Mm. because somewhere up the line, there is someone who is licking their lips over this, being like, man, this is good, actually, (laughs) and all we need to do is find them. If you work at Centrelink and you are fucking... You you are also torn apart by this shit that you have to deal with. Join your union. Talk to other people in your position. Because guaranteed other people are struggling too. And then from there push back against your manager as a combined group. And if your manager is also torn apart by this, he's like, oh, ah, yeah, know, what can I do? Get them on board and keep pushing up the line until you find the cunt that is happily and joyfully and gleefully hurting people and making people's lives miserable because that's where the actual fucking fight is. I'm sorry. Like this is this is such a big fucking thing for me. Mm. This is just one of the tiny little evils that just adds up to the mountain of fucking evils that is our fucking welfare state in this country. It's fucked. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Guillotine these motherfuckers. Ah, <laughs> oh, parody, parody. Ha ha ha. Push people for long enough, and you will see
1: what happens. This is a very a very parody heavy episode. Not all of this episode was satire. All of our episodes <laughs> are satire. Yeah, good
0: stuff. Um, sh- I mean, uh, fucking shout outs this week. Yeah, <laughs> I want to hit it. I want to hit it right now. Um, go to the Australian Unemployed Workers Union website. They have a week of action starting. Um, I mean, this week when you hear it from the um, Monday the fifteenth. Go to the website. There is something happening in a city and most towns near you as well. Um, they've also got a whole bunch. of So sorry, when I say actions, I mean big protests and big things. But also on their website, they have a bunch of, like, small things that you can do. Letters that you can write to people in government, um, places where you can um, find more information to help out on a really small scale, organising in your area. Um, it's super fucking important.
1: Shoutouts this week, the real ones. Uh, Shoutouts this week. Um, we got a, an email this week from, uh, from uh, someone who is... Um, organizing a uh an enterprising bargaining agreement um for the readings bookstore group mm. um so uh yeah they are um they're trying to 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 um uh, get better pay uh get pay transparency get better job security for workers at readings um and and get better uh, procedures for dealing with harassment and um, uh, generally make their workplace better um so they're they're um they're working with uh the retail and fast food workers uh union Rafwoo, um and you can so check good. out uh their twitter um for any more details on how you can help help out mm. fucking love Rafwoo. they just do so much scrappy good work
2: it's fucking awesome yeah yeah that's the thing and and i saw some there's always some idiot on twitter i saw some idiot on twitter being like ah. Oh. Readings, why are you picking on them? It doesn't matter how small your business is. Picking on <laughs> Shut the fuck up. The fucking bootleggers. I bet that cunt trades NFTs. <laughs> fuck off. I think You should just... have your online accounts banned. Go away. He's uh, just a Twitter idiot. Um, but yeah, it doesn't matter how small your business is. And it's not like readings is tiny. They're just smaller than Amazon. Um, it doesn't matter how small your business is. you still got to treat your workers right. And a workers' union is always a good thing um Mm if (laughs) if it gives the workers who have less power than the bosses a little bit more power in an unequal situation
0: uh, another shout out this week is for the seven AM podcast. We talk about them quite a bit um, for two reasons. One of which is that over the last few weeks they've been covering some of the really heavy stories that have been happening in Australia at the moment that you've probably fucking heard of, and they do it um, really interestingly with a lot of um, with a lot of uh, concern and a lot of they just they they cover them properly essentially in a, in a way that a lot of Mainstream media in this country doesn't. So I want to shout out them just because they are doing really good work. Um, More specifically though, I also want to uh, give them a shout out because they got they used the uh, Spongebob meme font for a show title before we did uh, (laughs) their last episode. Yeah, really innovative thinking there. (laughs) Yeah, the rule of law was (laughs) (laughs) just fucking so good. Um, I think something's happening at the 7am podcast where they really are just going like more bright. Like they're they're over it as well. They've lost their shit as well. (laughs) And so how better to show that than with the Spongebob meme
2: (laughs) font. All right. Um, Daniel Andrews fell down the stairs and we've got nothing to say about that. <laughs> Stop doing that! <laughs> <laughs> you t- tell
0: him, Mitch! <laughs> hey, Lang, I'm not going to mention anything about what happened with Greg Hunt this week either.
2: <laughs> Good.
1: <laughs> Thanks again for, not, uh, for listening to uh, Not You <laughs> can <laughs> Get in touch Thanks. with us on... All the socials on at uh, NotGoodPod or emails at at uh, NotGoodPod at protonmail If if you're if you're uh, organizing an enterprising bargaining agreement, get in contact with us. Yes, yes, do so.
0: Yeah, we 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 actually, if you're listening to this and you you are the person that hit us back, we're getting back in touch with you. We've had a really hectic week. Um, obviously two people aren't on today. Um, but yes, we want to hear from um union reps, union organizers, union delegates, especially. Um, that's a big thing that we want to be boosting. Not Good Enough is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded.